0: Welcome to Family Life Today, presented in cooperation with this station by Power to Change. We hope today's program will give you something to reflect on and to encourage you in your relationships. Our hosts are Dave and Ann Wilson.
1: All right, so I'm going to see if you know this. I'm guessing you do. The top three things that marriages fight over, have conflict over. I know you're going to say money.
2: Money, sex, in-laws.
1: Wow. It's money, sex, kids, in laws, and money. Oh, in laws was up there. I just made it up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. But I know money is always, and it is. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things. And so we're not going to have conflict today about money. We're going to talk about it, though. We're going to get some help. With some experts who are good at money management, wrote a book on it uh, that we'll introduce in a minute. But anyway, we got Bob and Linda Loddick back in the studio. We need your help, so we're not, we're doing a whole nother day, and I know our listeners need your help as well. So welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. We're yeah, excited to be back. It's mm-hmm. been a it's been a fun journey and very, I think, really helpful. It's super fun. When
2: yeah. you talk about mm-hmm. money, it's not always fun, but you guys are really fun We're to We're trying be to with. make it fun. Yes. As much as possible. And you are. Why not? You're getting it done. Now, yeah, a lot not? of
1: people don't when they talk about money. So oh, yeah. your, your book's called Simple Money, Rich Life, Achieve True Financial Freedom and Design a Life of Eternal Impact. And yeah. I love the 21 day kickstart, you know, figuring out where you're spending your money. You have a way to do that. We can buy your book and do it. And I hope our listeners do buy your book, but. How was can I do that?
3: Sure, yeah. We used to have a page on our website. It's called seedtime.com slash cash flow. You know, all one word, cash flow. I like
2: all those words. And
3: you just go there, and I have a video kind of showing how to do what we were talking about yesterday, tracking your spending, and just kind of breaks down exactly what to do. So if you don't want to write it all down on paper or on your notes app on your phone, which that works as well, uh, this is a great option to consider as well.
1: All right, so today we're gonna have some fun. We actually Mm -hmm. have our producer Jim Mitchell in the studio. Yes, he's usually on the other side of the glass talking about us, but he's actually in the in the in the (laughs) room. He's an amazing producer, and and this has never happened, by the way. This is a first. So you guys must have hit a nerve.
2: Jim Mitchell, (laughs) welcome to Family Life today. Thank you, studio.
4: Thank you. Hey guys good to meet you. And what are you doing in here? here? You guys got my wheels turning. This is a good couple of days we've heard so far.
2: Jim, our producer has been married to Lisa. How many years? 20, just turned 28. Have you guys ever fought about money?
4: Only every day. (laughs) 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 Only when we talk about money. Uh, we, We definitely have, yeah, we have conflict over money. I'm a spender. I don't like thinking about planning ahead, any yeah. of that, and she is craving that so much. And she's mm. been telling me 28 years to spend more time and get more attention to it. So, yeah, I'm all ears to this one. Right. Um, Great. Well, but we're you come to up
2: with some questions for
4: us yeah. today. Yeah. Well, Dave kicked this off with we're not going to have conflict today, but I, I'm going to try and stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because right. I, I know we have a couple of spenders at the table and a couple of savers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to throw some questions, just three questions at you one at a time. I want you to think of your answer, and we'll just go around and hear, okay. hear if there's a distinction between the two. I'm last. <laughs> You're last. <laughs> Here's all right. Question one: At the end of the month, you have an extra two hundred bucks. What do you do with it?
1: I would give at least twenty, maybe forty, so ten to twenty percent of Who that. How are and you would,
2: right now? If I, I gave you two hundred dollars, <laughs> you would do that?
1: Especially now at this stage in our life, where you know we're headed toward retirement, <laughs> oh. we need that money.
2: I just one answer. I'm not saying it's the right answer. you so spiritual. That's just my answer. <laughs> just got the Wait, whole what, answer. Well, what would you spend the money on that you didn't give away to Jesus? What would you spend it on? I told you I'm going to save it. You're saving the whole thing? I've got everything I need. That's not even wow. fun. She's sitting right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good answer. <laughs> All right, Bob, do you know your answer?
3: Sure. That's a whole lot less spiritual. But uh, <laughs> uh, I would probably take Linda out on a nice date. Oh, oh this is a good uh, answer. I would do that, too. I'm, I'm
1: winning that you.
5: point. <laughs> I wouldn't take
1: Linda out. I'd take Anna out. Okay. <laughs>
5: Thank uh, goodness. My answer is pretty simple. I would not have $200 left over at the end of the month. So it wouldn't happen? I'm exempt from this one. No, come on. You <laughs> have to it if be you gone. Something. What? gone. Like I gave it to you today. Well, it's why at the would end it be gone? Month. I just have a running list in my head of what I need to buy next. If <laughs> so you gave it to me right now, I'd spend it that fast. Really? Yeah. I think I would take
2: a uh, hundred of that. And I would spend it on our grandkids. Yes, she would. Or just Aww. some friend probably or somebody. We're going to somebody's house for dinner tonight, and they have some kids. I'd probably buy something Aww. for those kids to take with me.
4: You way overspend one month. What happens at the start of the next
3: month? Just brush it off. Like I would probably have to figure out where to pull the overspending. And we would just go at it again do better this month.
5: Yeah. My first thing would be I would tell Bob, whoops. <laughs> 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 uh-uh. I would return it, but I can't and just say, "Well, what should we do now?" So we have specific budgeting categories for everything. So if we overspend, we either have a deficit, so it's like the next month we just get less money in that category, or if it's way more than that, if it's if we can't do that, then it's like, "All right, we just need to <laughs> Find some more money, right? What's yours, Dave?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, I'd be like, we got to spend less next month. But I think, you know me, I'd be like, hey, what can I sell on Facebook Marketplace? You told me would do that. I would. Yep. We have stuff that That's we don't need. Answer. And I guarantee yep. you I could find you a couple hundred bucks, uh-huh. probably more, in a, in a couple hours.
2: Yeah. I think I would... um, Oh, yeah, we didn't hear your answer. (laughs) I would be hiding in shame. I'd feel so guilty. That would be my first thing. This just kind of happened... I was at our son's. They were out of town, and I thought, I'm going to mow his grass for him. It's the first time in the spring, and so his grass is so long, and I'm thinking, why hasn't he mowed his grass? They go into his garage, and I like to do this kind of stuff, and I try to get the mower started, and this thing will not start. So I text him. He's in France, and I said, hey, why won't your mower start? I'm not in France. My son is. (laughs) Yeah. You're going (laughs) to hear where the story goes. Oh, you have to mix the oil. This is one every time you put the gas in. I haven't mixed the oil for the new season in the gas. And so you need to go get this oil. And and this is bad on my part, but I'm like, I'm not going to get the oil. I'm going to go get a new lawnmower because the thing's a
3: piece of junk.
2: That's what I'm going to do. So I, I come home. I don't ask Dave. I tell him. Here's what I say. I work, and I'm going to go buy him a new mower. I'm going to buy him an electric mower. And so I don't even hear his response because I don't want (laughs) to hear it. And I just get in the car. And this is that self-righteous, prideful, I work hard. I should get to spend my money the way I want Mm -hmm. to. And so I go to Home Depot. And I'm not saying I'm right in this situation. I was just frustrated and I wanted to get the job done quickly. And I thought he was going to love this thing. And he did. So then I come home and we start talking about it. And it wasn't going well. You weren't yelling or anything, but this is typical for me to go buy something for somebody. Mm -hmm. But then, you guys, I get a check in the mail because I told him like, I just wanted to do it. This would be so fun. I get a check in the mail from some random lawsuit that's taken place, and I get a check for $350 the next day. And I say to Dave, Jesus loves when I buy things for people. And now he can't even use a God card, so he can't even say anything. <laughs> use the God card.
5: <laughs> <Huh>? Take that. <laughs> yes.
1: And it is a really good mower. All right. Uh
4: yeah, because family life, you know, values marriages so much, I'm gonna throw this one in just as a kind of a redemptive question. What do you love most about your spouse's approach to money?
2: Oh. I'll go first on this one. Really? I love that you care about this <laughs> because I don't. Mm -hmm. I love that you are thinking about it and you're wanting to do something about it. And that makes me feel secure.
1: Well, I'll go second then. I really do love your giving spirit. (gasps) You are a giver, not just to God. And, you know, we have always started at 10% and tried to increase that to our church and to ministry and the family life. But beyond that, you know, not just to our kids, but to a stranger. It's a beautiful thing, and and we could be one couple to say God is always yeah forty two years now provided mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah you know in yep. some ways often miraculous
5: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: like I got you like that the yeah. time you bought that lady's groceries in Walmart <laughs> which I went nuts like you literally turned around and bought her oh. entire thing. And the next day a check came from nowhere I for over a $1,000 that wow. I never saw coming. Yeah.
3: yeah. God wants to be involved yeah. in a financial situation. Yeah. And like, why not invite him into that area of our life? Because I think so many of us like separate and mm-hmm. segment our lives and, and don't really invite him in that, that spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that What do
5: you guys
1: love off. about each other? financially
5: so one of the things I was actually just telling you about this when we took a little break but um I can't remember which day it was that I mentioned how I cried a lot in the beginning and I remember one time in particular where you know we had just reduced our expenses and I remember there was an event that we had and I wanted something new to wear and I felt like I needed it it was one of those things where it was like I really kind of need this but not enough to blow our budget over, you know? Every woman can identify <laughs> with <laughs> that Absolutely, statement. right? Yes. And I remember just crying and being like, Bob, I don't, like, what am I supposed to do? And instead of him just going... It's not that big of a deal. Or and, how many dresses do you have? Or right. How outfits do you have in the closet? Exactly. And she so
1: keeps revealing our little secrets here. There it <laughs> <There> is
5: again. <laughs> Instead of doing that, he's he said, "Okay, I'll go shopping with you, and we'll find a way to make something happen." And so he ended up helping me. We found something that was on sale that actually fit in my budget. And so he didn't just mm. like he had compassion on my hard time. So I didn't feel like I was doing this on my own. I didn't feel like it was all me that needed to change, but he was showing, okay, but I care about it because you care about it.
3: Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that God did for me, cause we can't, we got married and I'm the math guy, of course, like we've established, <laughs> I'm the one who kind of created our budget and all that stuff. And I just assumed, all right, she is running around spending our money like no other. And therefore she doesn't have much value to add to our financial life. And so I'm just gonna do this. I got the numbers. This is math. This is black and white. My way's right, like this is what it is. And God uh really showed me, put me in my place and just revealed that she has a whole lot of value, not to the marriage, not just to the marriage, but also to our financial life specifically, where I'm like, How? Like what how how is that possible? <laughs> um and and like I had a lot that I needed to learn from her. And But that required some level of humility because, again, I thought I was right. I thought this is math. It's black and white, you know. But in that, uh, God came to show me that I am too much of a hoarder. I I have too much of a tendency to just save everything up for the future. And her just willingness and desire to enjoy the blessings that he's given us, Mm -hmm. to trust that God's going to provide, whereas I might have a tendency to trust in how big our savings account is, might lean more in that direction. Like she has something that's been a, a lot of value to me, and as I've allowed her to rub off on me, like our marriage has gotten better, our financial situation is getting better. It's like we still save, and you know, and in that, in my yielding to her on that, she's yielded in my direction, and has worked to whatever control your spending a little bit more and to stay within budget and things like that. And so it's really been a, a great thing that God has just brought us to a more healthy balance. But, but all that to say. I just appreciate the way that she spends money now, Mm -hmm. whereas it was a point of contention before, and now I see the value in it. I I see the value in whatever, being spontaneous and looking for ways to spend money in moments and things like that.
1: I mean, is that where you develop part of your four steps, you know, save all you can, earn all you can, give all you can? And then that last one, which a lot of people never say, is enjoy it all. Is that part of what you've –
3: No, I mean, that's been, that's been, yeah, she literally added that part to the book. Mm -hmm. Like when we were kind of coming up with the concept, you know, this whole idea, and this is so much of the value that she adds to what we do is just this component of enjoying money, but also doing it without guilt and shame Mm -hmm. into breaking that part off because we've just seen so much of that. So many people are carrying so much guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. about finances in their marriage, in their personal lives, and that's a big part. And
1: I would add, you you tell me if this is true, I think that a lot of guilt and shame a lot of Christians carry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because there's a tendency to think we should never really enjoy mm-hmm. possessions, yeah. things, sets, yep. idols. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and they can be, And they can be, for sure. Yeah. But it's always like, if I have an extra dollar, it goes to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't buy a nice dress. I don't buy a nice pair of shoes. I... Live very simply. And, again, I'm not saying yeah. any of that's wrong because yeah. a lot of that is true. Yeah. yeah. But often I feel like Christians never celebrate and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like enjoy it. and It's okay. Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, I think you kind of see the two extremes where you've got this, you know, prosperity gospel of mm. if you don't have a lot of money, then, you know, there's something wrong with your spiritual life. And then there's if you have too much, there's something wrong yeah. with your spiritual yeah. life. It's- but both of these are missing the whole point, which is that God's always after our hearts first. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money we have if he doesn't have our heart. So on either right. extreme, it doesn't really matter. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. So, you know, you see some people that are extremely wealthy, and then you see some people who are, you know, missionaries and living in a impoverished nation, and they're supposed to be there. If you give them a million dollars and they live in a mansion when they're in the, they lose their credibility. Right. You know what I mean? Like. It's dangerous for them, probably, and it's just not the right thing, so it's like I don't think it really matters how much money you have. I think that it matters what your heart is doing along the way, mm. and maybe that's the biggest take home
2: of asking ourselves, does God have our heart yeah,
3: yeah. that's no, and that's, good. The, that's the common denominator like that I see as I look all throughout the New Testament about money it's It's like this idea of our hearts, you know are we going to serve Mammon or are we going to serve God? Like, and of course, none of us are like, well, yeah, I'm going to go serve mammon. Like, none of us are going to say that. <laughs> but like, how are we making decisions? Like when we get a job offer, is the answer simply it pays more and so I'm just taking it? You know what I mean? Because that can be, I know for me, that's been a God convicting me of, you're serving mammon when that is your answer. It pays more, so I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. Rather than asking God and prayerfully deciding, you know, what the thing is we're going to do. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, I think so much of it just comes back to our heart. But there's also, there's two parts of this. Like, there's two different people who are listening on both of these extremes. And and so I think the answer changes a lot, to depending on, you know, what that person is and what God, they need in yeah. that moment, you know. Well,
1: here, here's a tension question. You know, as I'm sitting here with a couple who's written about this and has really gone on a journey with God to get a handle on your money in yeah. a good way and you're helping others now. If a person says, my life is about Jesus, he's everything, Mm -hmm. and they don't give more than 2%, because that's the average in the American church. I know as a pastor, most of my congregation gave less than 2%. Mm -hmm. I didn't look at the numbers. I just know that's true in America. And yet they would say, Jesus is everything. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Is that true? (laughs) I'm throwing that out to the money guys. (laughs) Here's the
3: thing. Part of what we try to do with what we communicate is communicate something about the joy of giving. Because I was never motivated by guilt, shame, obligation to give more. Like, I might have done it feeling obligated, you know, or whatever the thing might be. But that never motivated me. But once I discovered like the joy of giving, and I know that sounds like squishy Christian talk, but I I guess once I realized, like, honestly, how to hack our way, you know, and that's a lot of what we talk about. Like, what are the, like, simple systems we can put in place to make giving more fun? And as we've done that, like, we've just had more of a desire to give more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so addressing that person only giving 2%, I mean, I guess my, the thing that I would say is, you know, you don't have to give more, but – there's an opportunity here. And I think also when we see ourselves and we understand that we're eternal beings and we see beyond this life and we understand like what's at stake. We understand that when we give, like we're storing up treasures in heaven, whatever that means. Like, I don't know what that means exactly, but I'm also like, There's something here. There's some Mm -hmm. incentive that God has laid out for us in terms of our giving. Like, why not lean into that and take advantage of that? If we're just on earth for a short sliver of our entire existence and we get to store up treasures for eternity. Like, there's a quote from Randy Elkhorn that I love where he said, the greatest deterrent to giving is the illusion that earth is our home. Mm -hmm. To me, that just stirs me up to want to give more and to... You know what I mean? Like It's like if you're just on a vacation for one week out of the year, it's like you understand this is just a short window. And it's like that's what our life on earth is in the mm-hmm. scope of eternity, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. Yeah, and I mean, we sit here in the studio, and we are a donor-based ministry.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're here because our listeners give. Yeah. yeah. And that is an incredible blessing. Even to sit here, it's a privilege, but I feel this responsibility. We need to honor their sacrificial giving. Mm-hmm. So they believe in this ministry. And we need to make sure we we do it well. We're mm-hmm. stewards of yep. God's money that He's given to them. That they say, "I believe in family life. I'm going to give." Mm-hmm. Yep. And even as I say that, if you're listening and you're a giver, thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is we do not take this lightly. Yeah. Thank you. We know what it means to write a check or make a donation digitally. It's a big deal. Yeah, and it, yeah. And it does say Jesus does matter, marriages matter, families matter, and I want to get behind that. And I'm glad you guys are here because
2: yeah. we being didn't with just us. talk
1: about money. We talked about family and marriage. Yeah. You've been so helpful
3: to our listeners. Thanks. Yeah, it's our pleasure. It's an honor. Yeah.
4: As I listen to y'all answering question three and esteeming one another, I was, I was thinking about the Bible says two are better than one. Yep. Mm. That is like really easy to agree with when she's doing yeah. the things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Like, yep, two are better than one for yep. sure right now. It's really hard whenever we're different and she's not doing what I would naturally do or what I want yeah. her to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, Lisa and I were in an argument here recently and we'd given each other the cold shoulder. That's what we do uh for a good day or two, just like just the bare minimum conversations to get through the day and then I'm re reinfor- I'm still mad at you. You know I'm still mad at you. And we got to like day 3 and I was like, "We can't keep doing this." Yeah. So yeah. so I'm like, "Okay, as the husband, I do not want to do this, but I want to initiate something that might warm this. And I just said, sweetheart, come in here. Can we just lay down and pray together Mm. and acknowledge to God what's been happening? Mm. And then let's just pray something that we like about each other. Mm -hmm. And we did it.
3: Mm.
4: And as we did that, as we articulated the things that we loved, it just warmed the room, and it reconnected us. Yeah. And I, I'm just thinking about, as we listen today, just if we're at odds about finances, and we just don't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Like, you keep spending, and I keep trying to get us to save. I've just, like, two are better than one, and I heard yeah. you guys doing that. As you, as you honored one another, I realized your marriage is stronger because you're different. Yeah. But if we don't talk about those things, all we see is what's different and what I don't like about you.
0: The kind of families that change the world one home at a time. A key part of our mission includes strengthening marriages and families all around the world. We want to do whatever we can to bring timeless truths to the challenges you face as you seek to strengthen your family and join us in changing the world. Interesting in mentoring a younger couple or being mentored yourself? Check out Power to Change's mentoring initiative designed to help you avoid those pitfalls we all can fall into. Email radio at powertochange.org.au or go to our website families.powertochange.org.au under the Helping Couples tab to get started today. You're invited back tomorrow at the same time for another Family Life Today presented by Power to Change in conjunction with this radio station.